Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan, and we are diving into a big book study again today. Today we're on page 52 in We Agnostics. This is a part three of We Agnostics. And as we've gone through We, Agnost we, 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 we Agnostics, we've discovered that agnostics and atheists be unconcerned about their current belief structure, and that the only thing required to find this power greater than ourselves is a willingness to do the things that may lead to a belief in this power greater than ourselves. And then in part two, we went along, we talked about the prejudice that we might bring to this, you know, the way we judge others or think this is stupid or a way of weakness and things of that nature. That The moment, you know, someone invokes the idea of God, our bad church experience or the fact that we think that's ridiculous or this universe doesn't have any type of thing backing it up, that that comes to mind. And we're asking you to drop that prejudice and that sensitiveness and all those opinions of yours. And especially if you're already in a religion that you open your mind beyond that religion, that there's quite possibly another point of view that can enhance your religious experience. For me, that was true. That was true. The AA experience really enhanced my religious experience. It made a, a much better practice of my religion. So what I think is uh, so vital as we go into today is that we're going to start bouncing around this word faith a fair amount. And that word faith means a lot of things. Uh, one of the things it does not mean is moving towards something without proof, right? There's this concept of faith out there that I'm just going to step out into the world and do something in hopes that uh, something just manifests for me, like I'm owed it, you know, this entitled faith. And there's this other concept of faith, which is downtrodden, like bad things have happened to me and it's just... God working in my life. But what we're talking about in, in this particular chapter is an attitude. We're after an angle of approach, a way of thinking and acting that renders us with a new view of life and that we require this inner resource that seems to flow in from the outside that will elevate us to this point of view. And faith is one of those terms that might make people cringe like God. And another important distinction that is made in we agnostics is that it's not an inanimate God that we're talking about. He gives us a few different names that are tossed around in here, and you can give it any name you want. You know, you can always Google uh, names for gods in other languages, and you'll get words like Zot, Zach, you know, it's okay, whatever you want to call it. He suggests that it's an all-knowing, all-powerful creator of the universe or a universal spirit. And that's really the understanding we're after. Now, if you think that's completely crazy, totally understand. So there's no need to believe that. It's not required. Just continue to move forward, willing to see the change. And remember, the evidence that the faith is about is right before you with the other people in your AA group. So here we go. You guys ready? We're on page 52. And we're starting with when we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe. So that's where we're starting off. And this is going to be the proof faith that we're talking about. Here we go. When we saw others solve their problems by a simple reliance upon the spirit of the universe, God, right? The creator, we had to stop doubting the power of God. Our ideas did not work, but the God idea did. So there's our introduction. God is an idea. The God idea. Hang on to that. It's just an idea. It's not a scriptural sacred text or a, a building you got to whisper in, you know, got to be real quiet in this building. It's none of that. 
It's an idea, and it's your idea, your conception. The Wright brothers' almost childish faith that they could build a machine that would fly was the mainspring of their accomplishment. Without that, nothing could have happened. In other words, that's what they did first, right? They just had an idea, and that's what we want you to do. That's what I found to be the benefit for me as well. Without that, nothing could have happened. We agnostics and atheists were sticking to the idea that self-sufficiency would solve our problems. Self-sufficiency is what has caused our problems. When others showed us that God's sufficiency worked with them, we began to feel like those who had insisted that the rights could never fly. So we're kind of doing that same thing, right? Past experience says that it doesn't work. Therefore, my future experience cannot work. And if the Wright brothers had taken that idea that other people's efforts in the past that didn't work meant that their efforts for the future would not work, it would have never happened. Logic is great stuff. We like it. We still like it. It is not by chance we were given the power to reason, to examine the evidence of our sense, and to draw conclusions. That is one of man's magnificent attributes. We agnostically inclined would not feel satisfied with a proposal which does not lend itself to reasonable approach and interpretation. Hence, we are at pains to tell why we think our present faith is reasonable, why we think it more sane and logical to believe than not to believe, why we say our former thinking was soft and mushy when we threw up our hands in doubt and said, we don't know. When we became alcoholics, crushed by self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? Turning point, (laughs) turning point. What are you going to decide? You don't got to believe it. In the program of AA, what we're asking is this. Are you going to follow the spiritual pathway or not? Either God is the entire solution and your self-sufficiency isn't, or there is no solution. But you're sitting in a room full of people that say they have solved the alcohol problem, that believe they have recovered from a hopeless condition. So just let that roll around on your mind for a minute, right? Arrived at this point, we were squarely confronted with the question of faith. We couldn't duck the issue. Some of us had already walked far over the bridge of reason toward the desired shore of faith. The outlines and the promise of the new land had brought luster to tired eyes and fresh courage to the flagging spirits. Friendly hands had stretched out in welcome. We were grateful that reason had brought us so far, but somehow we couldn't quite step ashore. Perhaps we had been leaning too heavily on reason that last mile, and we did not like to lose our support. That was natural, but let us think a little more closely. Without knowing it, have we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? For did we not believe in our own reasoning? Did we not have confidence in our own ability to think? What was that but a sort of faith? Yes, we had been faithful, abjectly faithful to the God of reason. So, In one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. We found, too, that we had been worshipers. What a state of mental goose flesh that used to bring on. Had we not variously worshipped people, sentiment, things, money, and ourselves? Uh, (coughs) Alcohol, right? And then, with a better motive, had we not worshipfully beheld the sunset, the sea, or a flower? 
Who of us had not loved something or somebody? How much did these feelings, these loves, these worships have to do with pure reason? Little or nothing. We saw it last. We all know that, you know, that love at first sight, that lustfulness and oh my God, she is or he is the greatest thing on planet earth. That's not founded in reason. And sometimes it's based on a thought that where we've never even talked to them. We don't even know their name, right? Were not these things the tissue out of which our lives were constructed? Did not these feelings, after all, determine the course of our existence? It was impossible to say we had no capacity for faith or love or worship. In one form or another, we had been living by faith and little else. Faith is something that goes with the manipulator really good, right? Like I have faith that I can talk somebody out to, out of or into doing something, right? Just a little nugget to think about. Imagine life without faith. Were nothing left but pure reason, it wouldn't be life. But we believed in life. Of course we did. We could not prove life in the sense that you can prove a straight line is the shortest distance between two points, yet there it was. Could we still say the whole thing was nothing but a mass of electrons created out of nothing, meaning nothing, whirling on to a destiny of nothingness? Of course we couldn't. The electrons themselves seemed more intelligent than that. At least, so the chemist said. Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything. Neither is reason, as most of us use it, entirely dependable. Though it emanate from our best minds, what about people who prove that man could never fly? Yet we had been seeing another kind of flight, a spiritual liberation from this world, people who rose above their problems. They said God made these things possible, and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but liked to tell ourselves it wasn't true. So we're going to stop there for today because that's a really important thing. The evidence is all around us. Think of faith any way you want to think of faith. As the beginning, Bill encourages us to have our own conception of these spiritual words. And you're looking around and seeing people that say this solved their problem. So you think of you know, William Shakespeare's famous quote, there's no such thing as good and bad. It's only my thinking that makes it so. And this is a lot like that. We want to change how we think and how we act towards other people in particular. We want to change how we think and how we act towards the use of finances. We want to change how we think and we act towards God, most importantly. And whatever conception of God you have, that's the ultimate goal. So faith in this idea is quite reasonable. I mean, reasoning brought you into the room. Reasoning has you thinking about following this AA program. Reasoning is why people continue to stay in the program and practice these principles because they have found success in doing so. And what I want to impress upon everybody, and, and just like Bill, I beg people, I beg you to believe this, because the answer is there for you in a life you cannot possibly want for yourself because it's so much more than you probably can think of for yourself, simply waits on you to grab this idea and begin to follow this program. So willingness remains the critical spiritual principle. Be willing to do it. Don't worry about what you think. Do it in concert with what you think. Don't worry about how you feel. Do it in spite of how you feel and move forward with this. Whether you're religious or not religious or in between, open your mind 
to just focusing on the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and do what it's asking you to do. So a great discussion today on faith would be this, something you thought was ridiculous in the program that you've now found to be a very valuable element of your spiritual life. What was it about the word faith that seemed dumb or unreasonable to you? And how do you think you would reframe the words logic and reason in light of your experience of sobriety, of recovering from alcoholism, using the steps and the program of Alcoholics Anonymous? This is walking us to a really important place because the next chapter is going to ask us to apply this, not in a very definite way, but in a way of willingness. And that's going to run through every single one of the steps as we move forward. Willingness is the key. I hope you guys have a great discussion.